when Tom messaged to say, could we do it earlier, I was sat in the pub. And well, I paced <laughs> it home. I had a quick dinner, and here I am. Nice. That's dedication for you guys. So this is this is full chaotic will then, isn't it? This is this this episode's already gonna go well. Unmuted Unmastered. I'm Will, and this week I'm joined by James. Hello. Jess. Hello. And Tom. Hello. On the show this week, we've made autumn playlists and we're going to review each other's. We've got the upcoming release you need to know about, and we're going to run through the news of the week. But first, I want to know what everyone's been listening to, and I want to start with Tom. Uh, Alicia Cara has got a new album out. Uh... Anyone who's a regular listener to the podcast knows that I do very much like Alicia Cara. I've loved her for many years. Uh, I adore the first album that she did, Know It All. It was really feisty and really courageous, and it really had this great uh, vibe that I could meld with. It was pop music that I actually enjoyed, which is quite shocking. Um, I also adored uh, This Summer, which was an EP that she did back in 2019. I think to date that's her biggest, that's her most recent, like, big release, like, more than one song at a time, um, as far as I'm aware. I could be wrong. What I do know is that this uh, album, in the meantime, uh, which is her third album, is superbly good. It is um, an album that really shows the maturing of an artist, thematically, musically, as a person um i will say i've only had about two or three listens through so i'm still very much learning this album and getting to know it uh but if the first date is anything to go by then we're gonna have a very long happy relationship this is really really good this is one of my top three albums of the year no question um three tracks which have stood out to me in my early listens bluebird lie to me middle ground Weirdly, they are the louder, uh, poppier R&B numbers, which have really, really stood out to me for some reason. Uh, there are some really nice, mellow, um, guitar-driven and key-driven um, songs, which you know, are pepper throughout the whole uh, album. Those songs are great. They're all awesome, but the slightly louder, poppier numbers are the ones that really stood out to me, um, which is a bit peculiar for me. Um, I need some more time with this. I want to go through and I want to properly fall in love with this, but I really, really do love this album so far. It's got this wonderful um, R&B undertone that Alicia Cara has developed over the last couple of years. Know It All was very much a... Uh, it was almost an indie album. It was quite aggressive. It was quite um, punchy and vibrant. This is a lot more mellow. It's a lot cooler. It's a lot more of a swaying album rather than like a... Uh, head nodding, nodding album, shall we say. But it's got all of those great, lovely hallmarks of um, a really um, sweet, soulful uh, pop album, which I think is really going to be one of standouts of the year. Um, I know that everyone's been raving about it. I want to take a bit of time just to go to get to know it, but this is really, really a very, very good album. I think this is back to her best. I wasn't too keen on the second album for whatever reason. I didn't know with it. 
I love this one though. Really, really like it. Uh, in the meantime, by Alicia Cara. James, what have you been listening to? All right. Um, this week I've been listening to Mirachi Yuri. Um, I'm not going to talk about one specific album this week. Um, I'm just going to showcase Mirachi Yuri because I've come across him and I really, really, really like his music. Um, so I think he's kind of part of the um, modern Japanese sort of ambient indie playing classical almost modern classical kind of um scene that i even talked about uh, like a couple of months ago with Toshifumi hinata um he's kind of in that realm but to be honest i really enjoy um Marucci yuri a bit more to pull it all in one he's kind of an electronic electronic uh ambient artist really um he's done background music he's done films he's done adverts um etc but i think there's three areas of his career really um which i've been listening to and mainly i've been listening to this week is his seven albums um which span from 2006 to 2015 um what i really like about these albums are there is kind of there is a progress of it from his earlier to his later albums of being more guitar centric to more electric electric electronic um, centric um but guitar seems to be like the main core of the music and i've I've been really enjoying that and it kind of yeah it focuses around the guitar but you have these samples that accompany it really well i think that's especially true for um working holiday um if you want to listen to more of his guitar work which is really really good um go and listen to that album um and even one of the songs from from one of his albums makes it on the playlist, which we'll talk about later. Um, but it made that much of an impact on me this week that I had to put it in. Um, I guess his second era was his Yachimata tracks, which are on SoundCloud. Um, there's 78 of them. And this is where he goes full-on ambient. Um, a lot... Well, most of the songs are full of like nature sounds and like field recordings and natural instruments. So he's got piano in there, he got guitar in there, and it all just blends together really nicely. Um, and he adds the samples in like he did with his albums, but this is more more aimed at um, bringing nature and the nature sounds um, around him. And then his kind of third era, which kind of started I think the project started this year and um his first album from it, Log One, um literally released last week. Um yeah and the project's called Log. And it's kinda like Yachimata in the way that it focuses on nature, but I um he describes it as this is Google translated, so bear with me. Music in pieces along with the environmental sounds of the place that day when you feel like it. Um, so it's really focused towards being in a moment within the envi- environment wherever you um, wherever you are, and he really pushes that, um, especially on his website where he lists every um, place the the nature recordings are taken from or the field recordings, and um, on Yatimata and Log, 
it um, the dates are on the tracks as well. So the tracks are not actually named anything. That well, they're named um, log twenty twenty one oh nine thirty. Um, that's all that is, and it kind of gives a more personal and focused direction to the tracks. And in general, these these ambient tracks are so 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 good. Um, you can relax them, but they're just really interesting. You you want to listen to one after the next, and I'm just really excited to listen to more of his stuff. So as I mentioned, log one out, log one came out last week, but I imagine log two will come out. I don't know next year. Um, by the looks of things, um, yeah, I'm really happy that I came across his music. Um, he seems like a great guy as well. On his website, he has a link to um, a website where you can just ask him any questions. Um, it's called Just a Good Oji-san, which kind of translates to Just a Good Uncle. So you can just ask him any question. It can be about music, it can be about anything else, um, be anonymous or not. And yeah, I'm just really excited to hear more of him because I haven't really listened to a song I don't like of his. Um, and... It's really easy, easy listening. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Rauchi Yuri. Um, please listen to his stuff. So just to clarify, he's got a website which is basically like a Reddit AMA, but it's his own personal Reddit AMA. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I mean, I love it. This is awesome. Like, I'm kind of thinking about doing that myself, actually. Yeah, and it's not even like short answers. He, so I saw a question that someone asked about music and about um, music theory. And he goes really in depth about his experience with it and how important he thinks it is. And yeah, it just seems like a really cool guy. <laughs> cool uncle. That's genuinely a cool idea. I might send him a question. Well, I, it might be, have to be in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have to be in Japanese? I don't know. I don't know if he speaks English. It's nice to like get some insight into artists thoughts you know and in different songs like i find it frustrating when i really like something but i can't find any background stuff about it because i guess in some ways it doesn't matter i can just make my own opinion and figure things out but i like to know the background information or context so that is nice yeah and i can tell that he's really passionate about his music and you can tell he's a really like good musician as well just in every project he does um yeah and it's good to it's good to hear what his thought process is behind it. Right, Jess, what have you been listening to? Um, I'm actually keeping us in Japan this week with... um. Japan. <laughs> what? Like from Street Fighter 2. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, that one Kanye song where you used the sample, I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> Cool. All right. Yeah. That. Um, yeah, I've been listening to Boo Ikikaias by Maximum the Hormone, who are broadly an alternative metal band. But to be honest, I've seen kind of like every metal subgenre label kind of just thrown at them on various sites and various reviews I've seen, um, ranging from new metal, hardcore punk. It says it here incorporates many elements of pop, funk, ska, hip hop and extreme metal. <laughs> So it's just so kind of one of those, they? yeah, one of those ones is a bit of a mix. Um, but 
I like it because it's kind of straightforward enough still that it doesn't feel gimmicky, in my opinion. Like, it balances the mix quite well, like, the variety. Um, yeah, it merges everything fairly well to me. Um, overall, this is a really catchy and really fun album. Um, they're kind of... So like, a feature of theirs, I guess, is that they're not really um very... I don't know, some metal bands can be a bit, like, pretentious and um a bit, like, angsty and things and... Um, people can get quite like be quite purists about metal and just take it way too seriously. They're not like that at all. It's very like tongue in cheek, um, and it's actually very melodic as well, which is like a perk for me personally. I um, it's very like funky and the bass playing particularly is like really funky. Apparently, the bass player is influenced by Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, so make of that what you will. Um, but it's nice in general that you can like hear the different layers. Um, you can hear the bass coming through quite strongly and it's overall kind of a clean relatively clean like production which is nice um particularly with metal i usually struggle with vocals because i like heavy instrumentation but i'm not into heavy vocals very much so um that sometimes puts me off something but this one is not too bad actually because they've got a mix of vocalists they've got um it seems like there's there's four members it seems like they all do vocals to an extent but you've got one person who does um like screaming vocals and rapping um another who does clean vocals and another who does a mix and backing as well um and the variety of it is quite good i think because you've got like female clean vocals coming through that kind of contrast quite well and like freshen up a bit and just keep the whole thing interesting um so yeah i don't really have too much more to say to be honest other than it's just like it's just really catchy like i said it, it incorporates all those different kind of subgenres. um to just keep it interesting throughout the whole thing and despite not knowing any of the lyrics and I can't even I googled it can't find out like what the title means or really even what the band name is referring to so I don't really have a clue um but it's just so catchy that I've ended up coming back to it quite a lot um and just yeah singing along sort of kind of more like humming along I guess because I don't know what's being said but um yeah Maximum the Hormone is my recommendation for this week. This is their second studio album, I think, perhaps third. It's slightly difficult to tell. Um, and it's from, I should have mentioned, but it's from 2007. So they've put out more stuff since then. So I'm going to have to check out um, those other ones as well. Because from what I've heard, they've also been very good. So, yeah, fun one for me. I'm intrigued to hear what a pop, folk, new metal, grunge, death metal band sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, metal is like the overall thing that it's all wrapped up in. Um, I guess, like to me, maybe like the funk, ska, and hip hop elements are the is most. Is jazz? Any jazz? The most central ones. I guess that doesn't actually clear up any better, does it? Really? It's like a musical box of celebration. Yeah, exactly. Do you like jazz? <laughs> Tom, you complained earlier that we were derailing the conversation. Don't you bring B movie into it? Yeah. Um. I said nothing. I said nothing. <laughs> All right, I welcome it anyway. This week I'd like to talk about an album that I've listened to many times in the past. Um, but since the weather has turned cold, I've brought it out once more. Um, a lot of the time, like, I have kind of albums that I go back to a lot. And generally I have kind of warm weather ones and I have cold weather ones. And it stops me from overplaying either set of them. Uh, so I've started bringing out the cold weather ones, uh, and one of those is from The National, and it's a live album. The album's called Juicy Sonic Magic, 
Um, it's a a series of two recordings uh, from two consecutive nights that they played. Uh, the recordings from 2018. Um, and the album came out in late 2020. Uh, the special thing about these are that they were recorded with what they're calling the the Mike Millard method. Uh, this is based on a famous bootlegger, so he used to record like concerts illegally uh, from the mid-70s through to the early 90s in Southern California, so he recorded uh, big shows from like the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and mm. other big artists of the time. Uh, and he was well known for having like really good quality in terms of like bootlegs. Uh, so basically it was recorded in the same way that he would have done it, although in maybe a slightly nicer fashion because they didn't have to hide it in a wheelchair. So yeah, what this guy would do is he had a Nakamichi uh, cassette recorder and he'd have a pair of AKG microphones and he'd, he'd pretend to be disabled, go into these shows in the seated area. And I think it's been a while since I watched the documentary I think he'd have like the microphones in a hat so that they'd be like up higher so he'd get good sound That's and then the so tape smart. deck like hidden underneath the the wheelchair so that yeah he could get these really good recordings of the the shows. And yeah there really is like a juicy sonic magic to it. When I first listened to the album it it, it takes a while to get into because it doesn't sound like, you know, the well-produced music that, you know, we're used to hearing a lot of the time like it's a very different sound, but actually once you kind of adjust to it and your ears get used to kind of listening to the different parts at the levels that they're at, uh, it's really enjoyable. Uh, it came out originally uh, as a digital release, but also as a three cassette uh, set, so you could. Uh, it was for Record Store Day, I think, so it came out earlier for Record Store Day on the cassettes and then later as a digital release. So and they did it in like it looked like it was handmade. So it'd be really like kind of his releases back in the day. Uh, in terms of the track list for the two nights, the first night is kind of mostly stuff from Sleep Well Beast, which was the album they were touring for at the, that time, and uh, stuff from Boxer, uh, which is kind of my preference of the two. And then the second night they do again quite a lot of stuff from Sleep Well Beast. Uh, but they do more stuff from High Violet, which I think is generally the most loved. The National Album by most people. I think Boxer and Alligator are probably better, and Sleep Well Beast actually, but you know, that's my opinion. Uh, but yeah, it's just a really solid, very long live album. Uh, there are great moments, like uh, at the beginning of All the Wine, Matt, uh, Matt Berninger is that how you say his name? I think that's about right. Uh, he just forgets when to come in. <laughs> so he starts singing at the wrong point and the band are like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do here? And and then he just kind of gives up and lets the song play until it gets to like the nearly the chorus where he's like, okay, I know where, where we're up to now and, and starts singing again. Yeah, It's just like, you know, one of those great human moments and it's nice to have, you know, those little, like, funny things that happen on tour captured. Uh, there's also a documentary, it's on YouTube, it's only about ten minutes, uh, that goes through, like, the recordings and what 
who Mike Millard was and, and stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's Juicy Sonic Magic. It's a great live album and something quite different uh, than most of the other stuff you'll have heard. Unless you're one of these people who thinks The National are just Interpol ripoffs and then I can't really convince you of anything. I will admit, I still get them mixed up sometimes, sorry. The National, in my opinion, are a lot better than Interpol. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, it's cool though. It's cool to hear about the method and things. I feel like the whole wheelchair thing is kind of... An, uh, I don't know if I... I don't know what I think of the way of doing it, but it's like interesting, isn't it? And like the whole coming out different um, mechanisms to do it. They're just trying to like sneak things in is, yeah, kind of, is interesting. If the microphones were applied, does that mean he had it like on his hat? Does that mean he had like two cables out the back of his head? Or maybe it's like the thing, like I've heard like, people with really really long hair can hide like little bottles of um a drink or little bits of contraband if they like tie it up and tie the bottle or the container into their hair maybe it's like that i don't know <laughs> it yeah. could be i mean i haven't watched the documentary for i mean it says it came out in 2019 so i haven't watched it in probably two years now but i, I think yeah it, it like ran down his shirt and was reasonably hidden away. It's funny because that's just like gonna be completely redundant now because everybody's got a phone in their pockets, and It'd still be better. But than phone recordings phone. still sound terrible. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's true. But like everyone's got basically quite fancy tech with them, and it's just normal. You know, I bet you could like get in something else. Video definitely, but I think you still want to take some sound with you. I guess I think it would be quite easy to sneak something in now, though. Yeah, oh, I don't think they weren't. people at the venues wouldn't care anywhere near. Yeah, also they wouldn't they? care. Yeah, it was can, not really a need just, to do it. But can we just put a disclaimer in as well? Um, Unmuted and Master does not condone the pirating of live performances. Please don't do it. Thank you. Just thought I put it in there, just in case. But if you were to uh, do what you want, <laughs> <laughs> I don't condone it. My opinions do not reflect those of this organization or any other individuals. We'll get our legal team on it. Right, should we move on to the news? Let's move on to the news. A uh, couple of stories this week. Um, let's start with the government taking no legislative action on music streaming economics report. Um, over the last couple of months, we've been talking about uh, the UK government looking into the economics of music streaming. Uh, back when the COVID-19 pandemic began in March 2020, uh, it came to light that many musicians suddenly lost their big source of income in live music what could you do about it um government was, committee was set up they looked into it they published a report and the government's now come back uh and done nothing as has the um cma yeah so the report's now come back the uk government has given a response so has the cma the competition and markets authority uh and both of them have said they're not going to do anything basically um I mean, it's it's very much like, you know the Spider-Man meme where like you've got them all in a circle and they're all pointed to one another saying, no, it's you. It feels very much like that. Um, I love how Will also imitated the meme with, with me just saying, you know that Spider-Man meme. 
Um, so the UK government especially responded to the um, DCMS report and it said, uh, it has said, quote, it is for the CMA to decide how best to use its resources to deliver the objectives so that the competition and markets authority. Uh, the CMA has said the CMA is li liaising with the relevant governmental departments on this issue and it's expected that this recommendation will be addressed in the government's response. So the government saying it's for the CMA to sort out, the CMA saying, well, government hadn't said anything yet. Um, so that's a great ringing endorsement for British politics. We're going to leave that one there and I'm going to cry later. Um, moving on, David Bowie, um, the late David Bowie may well be getting an album, uh, a new album being released uh, next year. Well, is it a new album? Back in 2001, David Bowie uh, recorded uh, an album called Toy, which was never released for various reasons. It seems as though he's moving between record labels at the time uh, and for various legal reasons, the album was never released. Toy was meant to be a reimagining of a lot of his uh, early recordings with a whole live backing band. This was shortly after he did his uh, Glastonbury set in uh, 2000. Um, that is now going to be released as part of a David Bowie box set on the January the 7th next year. There is no news, however, whether it's coming to streaming services. Um, but interesting, if you're a Bowie fan, I'm sure uh, either you're going to consider getting the box set or you're going to be keeping your fingers crossed that it actually comes to uh, streaming services, one or the other. Um, and big story this week, sad news. Uh, Steve Strange, uh, the agent um, for Coldplay and for Eminem, has passed away at the age of 53 after a short illness. Um, the amount of quotes and the fact that he's also got his whole article in Music Week shows that, you know, it's not someone that I'm familiar with. It's not a name that I know, but certainly it seems as though those in the industry... Uh, very much knew him, very much respected him. Um, Steve Strange, amongst his achievements, was the booking agent for a massive roster of artists, including, but not limited to, Coldplay, Eminem, Snow Patrol, Queens of the Stone Age, Ash, Jimmy Eat World, The Charlatans, and Eagles of Death Metal, which, to my mind, is mostly like the whole of the 2000s. That whole period from like 2000 to 2009, it seems as though he was ruling it. Um, but yeah, very sad. Coldplay's responded to it. They're very sad to hear about it. I think we've had some other um, quotes in from various acts who have worked with him in the past. Um, so some sad news. He's died after a short illness at the age of 53. Steve Strange has died. Um, whilst we've been on the air, one final story to mention. We talked last week about uh, Twitch penning a deal with the um, music publishing rights firm in the uh, United States. Warner Music and Twitch have now inked a, quote, first-of-its-kind partnership where it seems as though um, Warner Acts are going to get their own Twitch channels and presumably it's going to be okay to use the music of any Warner artist uh, on Twitch. I cannot remember for the life of me who is actually on Warner at the moment. I know certainly Linkin Park's back catalogue and Mike Shinoda are both on Warner at the moment, last I checked. Uh, as well as many other um, exciting artists. I will, f I will find some names and maybe report back on that next week. Um, hang on, I found a list. Uh, ABBA, I think. ABBA? If Wikipedia is to be believed. Great stuff for Twitch. ACDC, they belong on Twitch. Aha. Uh Aha, -huh. uh -huh. they belong on Alexander Twitch. Alexander Armstrong's on there. Are we going to go through every one of the A's at this rate? All-time low. Talking about the 2000s. This isn't getting much better. 
Alt J. There you go. Alt J. Finally. Yeah. Arctic monkeys. Oh, okay. <laughs> go silent. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go through the bees. So some things, some stuff is now available on Twitch. There you go. Maybe. Who knows? They haven't said. That's your news. Can I? Can I just say something? Add a little cool, maybe news story. People have been saying that um, in the past, like hour or two, that um, you know, DFA Records, um, associated with James Murphy, and basically their logo is like a lightning bolt. That's been popping up on various um, like social media accounts of different venues in America. Uh, so people are speculating that it's it's either something to do with DFA or it's like an LCD sound system tour. I hope it's the latter because I would love that because I love LCD sound system so much. So we'll see if that's true. get on to our main topic of the show uh we've done this in the past you will know roughly how this works if you're a long time listener we've made autumn playlists playlists of music that make us think of autumn in some way uh so we've each made a playlist i've given everyone someone else to review so we're going to be reviewing each other's playlists uh the order is tom is reviewing james James is reviewing Jess, Jess is reviewing me, and I'm reviewing Tom. Uh, so, I'm going to kick things off with Tom. I want you to go and tell us. Go and tell us. I want you to tell us about James's playlist. Um, not what I expected from you, James, I must admit. Um, I was, I was going to say pleasantly surprised. I don't mean that in a, um, I thought it would be very basic way. I mean that in a, I actually really, really liked how diverse and how much variety there was in this. It really, really felt nice, and I really enjoyed this. Could you give us a rundown of the track listing? I can give you a uh, rundown of the track list indeed. There are one, two, three, four, I count nine tracks on this playlist. Uh, which, did we talk about that rule, by the way? Maximum of 10 tracks, maximum of 40 minutes? I may have gone over the 40 minutes slightly. <laughs> oh. Well, same should... rough rules as our summer playlists. Those are the rules for the playlist, by the way. It should be no more than ten songs, no more than forty minutes. But maybe we go over slightly. But never mind. We're going to gloss over that fact. We always go over slightly. James's playlist has got actually a really, really nice selection of songs. Track one is "Rain" by uh, Rob Scallon. Track two is "Billy Bossanova" by Billy Eilish. Uh, track three is Circus by Eric Clapton and Clapton D cut. This is impressive. Uh, track four, Summer Ends by American Football. Track five is Gymnopédie, uh, number one by Eric Satie. I'm guessing. Uh, oh, heck. Track six <laughs> oh, is... Oh, oui, oui. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on. Track six is Bang Sing by uh, B5. Uh, track seven is also um, unpronounceable. Zalk underscore. I, I have Zalk no underscore. idea. <laughs> We're going to say Zalk underscore by your new favorite, James uh, Mayochi Yuri. Uh, 
and then there's Amelia by Domino, and then there is My Friend the Forest by Niels Fram. Wow, that was a mouthful. Um, couple of tracks which really stood out to me. Uh, Rain by Rob Scallon. Um, firstly, I didn't realize that Rob Scallon had stuff on Spotify, but that shows you how much I really bother to really keep up with YouTube guitarists. This was really nice. Um, it's a trick that I've heard done before, delayed um, guitar where you start to get sort of layers of notes that develop over time. Uh, really nice. Joe Satriani's done it. Brian May's done it. I've always really liked it as like a sort of um, alternate track or like a bonus track or just sort of an interlude kind of thing. This was really nice. It was a really um, uh, strange, unusual way to start the playlist. Really enjoyed it. That was nice. Billy Bossanova. I did not expect Betty Eilish to make a song like this. Um, wow. Really, really um, intimate and close in the way that it was mixed. Uh, the vocals were really present. It was really um, not in your face and not really um, aggressive, but it was really, really tight. It was really close. Like, I don't know, it literally felt like um, hanging in the window frame, you know, when it's gently raining outside. That was very nice. That was very sweet. Um, circus by Clapton. A Clapton deep cut. I love this. I'm going to say it a second time because I love it that much. A Clapton deep cut. Um, it's got that wonderful late 1990s production style about it with chinky bells and lots of um, sample percussion and lots of really, really over-compressed uh, extra instruments. I loved it. It felt warm and it felt fuzzy not so much because it was a good autumn song but because it really felt it made me feel quite small because i recognize a lot of those sounds from when i was really really young and it makes me feel really nostalgic i quite enjoyed that uh let's have a look uh gymnopedia wow this song has a name it's this 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 uh track has a name i never realized uh until recently what the name of this actual piece of music was lovely little piano ballad um and I get it. This is kind of autumn in a classical track. It's really nice. Um, oh, I knew that song too. Where is it from? Or why would I know it? I've never You'll heard recognize it, it as soon as you put it on. No, I I'm know. Sure I, I did. Like, but I don't know I'm why. I'm sure it's been on like TV Abbott somewhere. It's probably been on like five, let's be honest. Um, James, you know? I originally heard it from like primary school and I, I always wondered what the track was because I remember like being like reading in primary school and my teacher would always put that on, but I never knew. <laughs> but then like, nice. I don't know, recent Weird. decade, I realized what it is, but I don't know where you've heard it from. I don't know. I've, I've never yeah. recognized the name before, but I definitely knew it. So a mystery. You will have heard oh, it Oh yeah, before. I know this song. I just <laughs> managed to load yep. yourself up immediately. See, it's yep. one of those songs. It's yeah. one of them. It's one of those pieces go, oh yeah, this one. Weird. I feel like it might be if you ever start to learn piano, this is one that you work up to in the first like month or two, perhaps. Well, maybe yeah. a bit longer. But uh, what else is there? Um, I'm gonna avoid the tracks which are slightly more difficult to pronounce. I hope you don't mind. You can elaborate on them if you want. Um, Amelia by Domino. Um, this was superbly sweet and sugary and really, really cutesy, uh, and chintzy and rather adorable. I've got no shame in admitting this was my favourite track by a mile. Um, I'm not ashamed about it. This was really, really nice. I found it really, really nice uh, and warm and fuzzy. Um, 
it was very very um what's the danish term is it hugger hugger licht um which is like it's homely it feels really really nice and warm and um comforting in autumn i was rather impressed actually good playlist gg james well done yeah thanks tom um i'm surprised amelia was your like favorite track because that was like a last minute decision it's like oh i want something to kind of join the end together and yeah um so i I threw that on it was kind of one i only heard recently so put that Mm. in um i i'm a bit disappointed you didn't mention it but the uh, the transition between however you pronounce it, Jimna PD number one and Bang Sing. Um, oh, yeah, I, I listened back through my playlist. I was like, "Whoa, that transition is awesome!" But <laughs> um, back yeah, uh, my 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 kind of thought with the playlist was because it's autumn. Autumn kind of makes me feel like I want to listen to something. A bit more chill, um, low key, and I was trying to reflect the color brown and like I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> no, I don't I get mean. it. Like um, leaves falling down from the from the trees and the rain and especially and that kind of reflected in the first song called Rain. Um, I, yeah, I didn't want to go. I took some songs out because they they were too like upbeat for what I wanted really. Um. I think there's an obvious choice in there as well. The Summer Ends by American Football. Um, I put that in because of the title, really, not because really because of the song. But I think it kind of fits well in in the in the um, sound. Um, I think my favorite t- track on it actually is might be the last track, "My Friend the Forest" by Nils Farm. It's really calm and like and like Amelia, kind of like nurturing as well. Yeah, and it's, I I like my own playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to say, but it's a good stuff. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Tom. Um, I like the thing that I did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that might apply to all of us. I mean, I hope it does anyway. I actually listened to American Football's LP1 on the way to uni the other day. So clearly, it, it's a good choice because I was also in the mood for American Football. Awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed your playlist, James. I I know I wasn't supposed to be the one listening to it, but I checked them all out quickly. Yeah. Um, and I liked how you had so much instrumental content in it. I think that I think overall instrumental stuff works really well for Autumn. I um. Yeah. I would have liked to put more in it, but I personally couldn't really think of things I knew that fitted. But yeah, that that was a good sign of it. I think because it's all about like the weather changing and stuff, isn't it? And yeah, the rain one is particularly appropriate. I think. It is a rain yeah. playlist, isn't it? It's a rainy window playlist, in the good way. Yeah, the, the originally that most of the album was gonna be um, instrumental, but I thought I added one with um, uh, vocals, and I was like, I should add more, else it's gonna stand out <laughs> way too much. <laughs> yes, I like that your idea of autumn is like I'm. I've heard too many people talking in the summer. I just want no voices anymore. <laughs> Right, James, you took a listen to Jess's playlist. I did, I did, I did. Jess's autumn playlist. Uh, first track, Fireworks by Mitski. Second track, I'm in Love by Teenage Fan Club. Uh, then Man of Oil by Animal Collective. Um, Golden Axe by Flying Lotus. 
Uh, this is a low by Blur. Elizabeth, my dear, by the Stone Roses. Moon Dance by Van Morrison. Anika by Bjorn Olsen. And then The Birds by Elbers. Overall, I really enjoyed this playlist. Um, and I don't think it's even a playlist that I would only put on for autumn. I think all all of our, all, all of our playlists really could work any time, really. But um, I think especially this one. This has got some, like, really kind of classics on it, which I didn't really expect. Um, Elizabeth, my dear, that came on. I was like, yes, I love this song. Um, Moondance by Van Morrison. Definitely wasn't expecting that. Um, it came on, but I was pleasantly surpri- surprised. Um, yeah, the um, playlist starts out with Fireworks by Mitski. I haven't listened to much of Mitski, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, f- I feel like this this is more, one of the more autumnal pieces in the in the whole playlist. Um, this Fireworks song. Um, and yeah, I should really like the sound of her voice and the what she adds to the instruments and yeah um then i'm in love teenage fan club i i enjoyed the song but i think it's less i don't think i would put on my autumn playlist as in i don't think it's my idea of autumn but i you might want to explain yourself a little later yes um <laughs> okay, <laughs> how sorry. you think autumn is but for me it's it's not autumn but that's that's the great thing about music um <laughs> Aww. Um, I really like Man of Oil. Um, yeah, I thought it just brought a different sound, um, a really interesting sound, and Golden Axe as well. I think that broke things up really quite well. Yeah, it, it blended the two sections together because next was This Is a Low by Blur, and yeah, that's also quite a quite a classic almost. Um, I mean Blur is a, a classic uh, band, um, so yeah. And then as we go through, as I I mentioned, uh, the Stone Roses song and Van Morrison. um, Yeah, they're just, I just smiled when they came on. Then Anika was like, sure, that that was a good song. And then The Birds um, by Elbow. Um, Yeah, a very long song. Um, (laughs) And the Elbow song, I haven't listened much to Elbow. um, But I heard this song a couple of times and it it did go on for a long time, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't slow for me. I I did enjoy it, and I thought it was a really good end to the album. And it was one. It, it was quite a for me an autumnal piece. Um, and I think it yeah it worked it worked well to really round the playlist. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks for the um, contribution, Jess. I I really enjoyed the playlist. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. Now, Jess, explain yourself. <laughs> explain. <laughs> Defend um, yourself. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I don't know why I thought Teenage Fan Club was autumnal. I just do. I guess it's hard to sometimes put these things into words, but... They seem like a I... very autumnal band to me. <laughs> it is that's just... all like spring, I guess. Yeah. It is just one of those things that's sometimes really hard to tell. Like It's just more of a gut feeling rather than anything else in, that I can actually yeah. describe. Um, mm. I guess some of the few things I tried to like get in this playlist, I found it harder to be more cohesive with this playlist than I did with the summer one. I found like it more difficult to get songs that went well together without just all being the same. So like in general, I thought autumn was more of a um, 
mellow and slower like season and less like poppy stuff but then if it was all like that at the same time it would just become a real slog so I didn't want to I wanted to try and break it up um and I also wanted to try and get some like well, think what I think about of autumn is um one of the positives is like sort of festivals or like outdoor events like fates and fairs and that kind of thing so fireworks obviously fireworks night's coming up in not that long like a month um and Elizabeth my dear is kind of like inspired by the Scarborough Fair tune which is obviously a fair which is I don't even know what time of year Scarborough Fair would have happened but don't know makes me feel like I'm in a fair of some sort um and then yeah I tried to like bring it up be a bit more at the end um or at least it on positive at the end because I think it's like everybody's sad that summer's coming to an end but then you start to kind of once you get into it like you can embrace the nice sides of autumn but sometimes it takes some time to do that because you're just disappointed about summer going so yeah that's why the last three tracks are to me a bit more positive um Annika or Anika I'm not sure is like maybe one of my favorites on it um and I actually found that from um the soundtrack to the tv show Hilda it is used in that which in general I would recommend as like an autumnal thing I would say that's a very autumnal tv show and um a really great tv show if anyone hasn't watched it it's like it's a cartoon that's enjoyable by like everyone and it's got some it's like really just well made and um the main themes by Grimes actually as a side musical fact um anyway and I would have mentioned that in the tv show episode in the tv theme episode had I been here for it uh, and then yeah, Elbow, The Birds that's probably one of my favourite Elbow songs, I'm quite a big Elbow fan um, although you may not you may not put me as like the Elbow fan if you had to pick one of us, I feel like it wouldn't be me um, but yeah, so I am actually an Elbow yeah, fan. Yeah, we'll talk about them way too much I know <laughs> um, Some are certainly more vocal than others <laughs> but I do um, well, it was, it's our, we've only got so much quota to talk about Elbow but anyway uh, <laughs> we've long surpassed that <laughs> for those of you anyway, playing on the favorite... bingo uh, you can tick off Tom <laughs> talks about elbow <laughs> like... Eric Clapton <laughs> needs to be on there too now <laughs> right 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 bring it back in let me talk about elbow um, never, this is the thing I never get a chance to talk about elbow even though okay, I go, like go, go. to <laughs> I'm being silent um, yeah this is one of my favourite tracks of theirs um, I just think like the feeling in it is great, the emotional side and the story side, which is like one of the best things they do. That's like one of their selling points, and the orchestral side of it works really well with it, and it builds up perfectly. And it is a long song; I think it's like nine minutes or something. Um, but in my opinion, it like builds up very well, and it crescendos like well at the end. So I think it does what they do in general. It's like one of the best examples of that, even though that's kind of their trademark in many songs but to me it's one of the peaks of theirs so right rant over like, I'll stop talking about elbow now um, you sure you don't want longer? Tom in like 10 minutes but sorry? are you sure you don't want longer? that was a remarkably short <laughs> elbow rant yeah that's it that's it for me but thanks okay. James and I'm glad you liked it I, don't, I take it no one else had any thoughts on mine then I'll jump into reviewing Will's playlist then um, so just to run through the track list, um, track one, King Cruel, Alone Omen 3, live version. Space Africa, I don't know how to pronounce this, B? Uh, it's like B, pound sign E, featuring Black Cane. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, track three is 
Ben Seratan, 11pm Sudden Thunderstorm. Four is George Riley with Power. Five is David Shea in Scanner. Dot, dot, dot. Four, dot, dot, dot. Um, we've all chosen awkward things here. Wednesday, Cody's Only is track six. Audio Tree Live version. Seven is Modest Mouse, Paper Thin Walls, live at the social. Eight is The Replacements, Can't Hardly Wait, live 1991. And nine, Broken Social Scene, It's All Gonna Break, live at Third Man Records. Now, I think it's important to mention all the live, like, suffixes, because there's a lot of live tracks on this playlist, like, more than half, um, which I'm assuming is a conscious choice, so I kind of want to ask you about that later, and I want to see what your... I want you to explain yourself now. I want to get your context for that. Um, yeah, I... It was an interesting, like, mix of different ideas. So at the start, um, I think, like, the King Cruel track, obviously I'm quite a big fan of King Cruel, um... Brought it in nicely, yeah. It was a it was a good track to start with. It's quite like, I don't know. The whole thing's quite melancholy, and it sets the tone for that quite well. Um, and a little bit more downbeat than summer ones for sure. Um, yeah. Spotify actually. Um, when I looked at the playlist for this on Spotify, it like had some recommended playlists underneath, like you might like to listen to this. Um, and the first one was just called Sad Indie, and I was like, yeah, that that basically just sum it up. <laughs> Um, but it's not like so yeah in general I guess I would call it like indie quite a lot of it is like indie rock I guess especially in the second half of it but um, whereas like that's obviously a broad term and sometimes that can include more things like bedroom pop and things that are more like lighter um, this I think generally wasn't it was like the opposite it was the other side of indie and alternative rock I guess it was like very guitar focused and yeah quite downbeat especially the second half the first half did have a bit more like fresh things in it so George Riley with Power I really liked um that it was like quite a fresh track um and kind of stopped it from being too like stodgy the whole way through if that makes sense um that was a nice change 11pm Sudden Thunderstorm was um I thought was really great as well that was like like I was saying about James, it was good to have nature sound. So this did have a lot of like rain and thunder sound effects or like recordings in it. Um, and that was to me like a very good representation of what autumn is like and has actually been like in reality so far. Um, and then followed by the George Riley song was kind of like what it feels like after the rain when it's all a bit like cleared up in the air, which is nice. Um Yeah, I guess I found the second half, like, it, to be honest, I kind of struggled a little bit to, like, pick it apart. I found that it blended together quite a lot for me, and I was, like, struggling a little bit to pick things out. And I think partly, maybe, it's due to the fact that it's all live, like, because I didn't know the songs already. Sometimes it can be a bit harder to, like, like figure out your thoughts on a song or, like, get used to it when it's a live one rather than the hearing a studio version first. Um... But yeah, I can tell overall like your feelings towards autumn and stuff, which I, yeah, it came across quite well. So I kind of want to ask you a bit about, I want to find out really what you thought about those, all the live versions, to be honest, because I wasn't, yeah, I just need some insight. Okay, so I had a few ideas kind of going in about like things that I actually like about autumn. One of them, I guess you kind of picked up on was the like, being inside and having it rain outside 
and that's kind of the Space Africa track, I think, has that, like, rain in the city type vibe to it. And Ben Serratin, obviously, like, there are actual rain sounds in the recording, so that's kind of obvious. Uh, the second point was kind of, like, fashion. I, I think autumn's a really good season for men's fashion, because you get to start wearing jumpers and long trousers and, like, layering different things up and it's quite exciting so that's kind of where power by george riley came in because i was thinking about like what kind of things do i like in the autumn like outfit wise and i was thinking about like 90s track suits and stuff like that and i thought like the brakes <laughs> in that track worked really well yeah that does that like, when of... you explain it like that makes sense i guess it's not like it's quite a um subtle layer of information that you're trying to get across but and it kind of goes into the the rest of the tracks as well with a lot of the the more rock stuff. If I'm thinking about you know things I like to wear like uh, like leather shoes and jeans and thick jumpers and stuff, like I tried to infuse some of that through there. And then the final thing that I thought about was live music because I'm not really a big festival goer, so autumn is kind of the time when I get live music back, and particularly this year with you know, it also being the first time we've been to gigs in a long time, I thought that would be a nice thing to infuse in. So I wanted that last section to kind of fuse together and feel like a live concert, despite being from lots of different artists, which might not have worked quite as well as I'd hoped for you because you didn't actually know any of the songs. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to pick out different live recordings that fit together quite well, so despite the fact that the replacements are a band from the 80s and the recordings from the early 90s and Modest Mouse's recording was from the early noughties and Wednesday's recording was from like a couple of months ago. I wanted it to all kind of fuse together. Um, so yeah, that, yeah that's it, kind of what I wanted from the live music. I guess it did do that, just maybe, like I guess maybe to me it was kind of like being at a concert of a band I don't know. Which is to say, like, you don't really remember bits of it quite as well. Um, but if you did know it, then, you know, being at that concert would be a different experience. So some of that's on me, for sure. I like the fact that <laughs> we didn't, I didn't realise um, Will's enthusiasm for wearing long trousers. <laughs> yeah, I like trousers. <laughs> it's been nice to be able to wear jeans again, because it's been so long, right? This is global warming at work. We've just I... gone from, it was really, really hot for ages, and now it's suddenly cold. I'm just always cold, so I just wear jeans all year round. I can't, I'm too sweaty. <laughs> well, I do like how these playlists give us an insight into different people's lives and attitudes. <laughs> and fashion senses. It brings out the differences in us. Right, shall I supply us with our final review? Go on. Uh, so I took a listen to Tom's playlist. Mm. Uh, and I'll give you a run through of the track listing. We have Seasons by Future Islands, Juggernaut by Guy Garvey, Long Island City by Mary Spender, Wilder Mind by Mumford and Sons, Which Way Home by David Ryan Harris, You Didn't Even Make the Bed by Pronoun, It's Just the Night by I Am Clute, If Not Now by Tracy Chapman, Here We Come by Kit. Here We Are by Kenny G, and Cemeteries of London by Coldplay. Oh, so close to getting through the whole thing perfectly. Nearly. 
nearly. <laughs> um, I think compared to the others, this is kind of a warmer playlist, uh, particularly in the first half. And in some places in the second half, there's uh, quite folky country influence music and in some cases actual folk slash country music um it opens with future islands a band i love it's a strong start um in my opinion the highlight of the whole playlist uh seasons is a great track uh future islands are a great synth pop band from there we kind of move into the the more kind of country region that i was talking about uh kind of building up towards the Mumford and Sons track, which is the fourth track, which you might be thinking that Will, with all of his choice opinions on Mumford and Sons, would have hated. And I didn't. It wasn't my favourite song, but it was fine. Um, and for a Mumford and Sons song, that's very impressive, Tom. Well done. You made me not hate Thank something you. that they made. <laughs> Great. Um, nice. Closing out the first half, I quite liked Which Way Home by David Ryan Harris. Um, it's like a very bluesy country track, uh, and it, it kind of builds up towards the end in a way that I didn't expect. It sounded very, like, uh, 2000s, like, indie pop, indie rock band with, like, the extra instrumentation coming in. Uh, I thought that was an, a kind of nice way to build into the rest of the playlist that becomes a bit more varied, I guess. Um, and going back to maybe some of the sounds from Future Islands that were then kind of forgotten through the rest of the first half. Kicking off the second half, we've got this track by Pronoun, which I was listening to Mew on the way home earlier, so this might be why it was in my head. But I ha it, to me, it kind of sounds like if the 1975 were to get really into Mew and write a song that sounded like them, that's kind of what I hear in this. <laughs> like, you know it. how they did, like, they did, like, the Pine Grove song, right? Where it, it's just, it's Pine Grove, but a bit, bit different. Yeah. This is <laughs> what they do if they, if they were into Mew. Uh, but yeah, I think that was, of the new songs I heard, one of my favourites. Probably that and the David Ryan Harris track are probably my two favourite new tracks on the playlist. Uh, going down this uh, Tracy Chapman track that you picked out, Tom, I think really hits the autumn nail on the head. Because in my head, I can think, like, if there was a music video for it, which I don't know if there is, it would be, like, the... I'm thinking of, like, Dido, like, it's raining outside, and you're she's sitting, like, forlornly looking out of the window, that kind of thing. Yep. Like, there was that, like, era of music video. I can just put one of those over the top of it, and it'd be right. Some like slow mo shot of some like yellowy brown leaves like scuttling across like a American road. I can imagine that. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe there's an umbrella floating away in the wind. That kind yes. of thing. Yes. Yes. You've got it. <laughs> uh, and then coming towards the close, we've got "Here We Are" by Kenny G, which is a bit of a uh left turn, I guess. It's quite <laughs> like a a kind of synth synthy track. Um. It's kind of what I'd expect from Tom, like a fun one thrown in towards the end to get your energy levels back up again. Um, but yeah, maybe didn't make me think of Autumn all that much. Uh, and then closing out on Cemeteries of London, uh, a track I quite like. Uh, I think it, it kind of works in within the playlist because it, it kind of goes back to different ideas with 
I guess it's not really synthy, but it does kind of ha have that feeling to it with the instrumentation that's used and with the production by Brian Eno. But it also has kind of, in the lyrics, the kind of storytelling elements that were in some of the the kind of country folky tracks earlier on in the playlist. So it's kind of a good wrap-up towards the end. So yeah, that's Tom's playlist. GG, Tom. Oh, GG me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, two key things um, probably to talk about here. Which the two sort of like um, reasons, my motivations for making a playlist like this. One, autumn gets cold. It's much colder than summer. And that always, always makes me terribly depressed. I hate the, the not so much when it, not so much how cold it gets, but that transition from warm to cold, that it's not going to be that hot again until, well, well, if global warming doesn't happen until April next year, that really gets me down. Um, so first thing I wanted some tracks, which make it kind of cheerful and also can give me not a warm fuzzy feeling to kind of like um to remove it but it, but as though my music is a little bit of insulation in my jacket it gives me a nice uh extra bit of intimacy uh the other thing as well uh is that i realize there are a lot of tracks and there's a lot of music which i associate more with autumn than i do with other times of year or rather I have much stronger associations for songs with autumn than I do for other seasons. It's much, much harder for me to find something that is stereotypically summer or uh, stereotypically spring or winter, well, apart from Christmas songs, but we won't mention them today, uh, although it's probably coming. Um, the one thing that um, was really useful, and the reason a lot of the tracks ended up being there is that I found that they were so associated with me, like back at school and college, actually, like walk, like walking school. These would be the songs that I had on, and they were fairly recently uh, released albums or songs that I had discovered. And actually, it was a really nice way to sort of pair those songs and those discoveries up with Cold. And it was a nice chance to go back and rediscover uh, Mum from the Suns from 2015. And it was a good uh, chance to go back and discover like Coldplay, who I'd found back in school. Um, and that was really nice. It was not so much that they were autumn tracks so much, but that I associated those tracks with the autumn. There's a third thing as well, which is a lot of this um, playlist deals with the fact that it gets dark really quickly in, in autumn. Uh, and I really like that, and I really embrace that. A lot of my favorite times of the year, although I, ne I would never admit it, are when things do get a lot darker in the evenings when, you know, city centre and whenever everything has lit up and it's all magical and sparkly and, oh, it's nice. Um, that's where songs like Long Island City get on the playlist. That's where Wild and Mind comes from as well because I seem to remember, like, Month and the Sums for that album did, like, loads of music videos where uh, it was, like, driving through London at night, which was really, really nice. That was... Looking back, I didn't think, think it that impressive, but looking back, it was actually really, really uh, informative for like my, um, for what I consider to be a really cool music video. Something at night, something time-lapsed, something that feels evocative, even though nothing's really happening, um, which was quite nice. And again, It's Just the Night by I Am Clute. That's an album that I associate exclusively with about 2.37 a.m. in the morning. So I thought, well, I may as well just embrace this sort of like 
this darkness, this literal darkness. Uh, and Kenny G is also the reason that that landed in there as well. I'm glad you commented on it. It is a saxophone song. It is silly and it just doesn't fit at all. But also, like, you know, it's a New York skyline in the autumn. It feels really nice and crisp and it's getting chilly. But also, like, you know, there's there's a roaring fireplace and, like, I don't know, something else you might expect to see in a Kenny G video. I don't know what you expect to see there. Some plasticky answering machine and uh, and a leopard print dressing gown, maybe. That sounds about right. It conjures those images for me. Um, yeah. I'm intrigued that you like David Ryan Harris. Not what I expected you to gravitate towards the most. I kind of expected Seasons. Um, I kind of expected Future Islands. But, yeah, that was a surprise. Nice. You know what? Can I say, after looking at all of them, Autumn is clearly like a downer season for all of us. Like, look at it in comparison to our summer playlists. I don't think so. I don't think it's a downer. I kind of like it. I just like to kind of cheer myself up that things have got cold. And then I think, actually, yeah, I've got some really nice music now. Right, let's get on to upcoming releases. Uh, my pick of the week this week is the new Porches album, All Day Gentle Hold. Um, Porches have released four albums now. This will be their fifth. Uh, and basically everyone since Paul, their sophomore record, I've been hoping for something to match that record. And so far nothing has. The follow-up uh, was kind of taking things in a more dancey direction, which I liked in places, but a lot of the time I didn't feel worked. And then the record after that was kind of, again, a bit hit or miss. Like, not all of the songs I, I really loved. Uh, so far, I've enjoyed all of the singles off this one. Um, so maybe this will be the one where they nail it and kind of, like, every track is great. So I, I'm choosing it as pick of the week in hope, because I really do like Porches. Next up, The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die. I have a new album coming out called Illusory Walls. Uh, it's a new record from the emo band. They were kind of part of that emo revival scene in the late 2000s. Uh, I think they're a great band. I'm interested to see where they go with this one. I've quite enjoyed some of the singles. Next up, We Are Scientists have a new record coming out called Huffy. Uh, it's a very poppy album if the singles are to be trusted. Uh, could be an interesting one. I quite enjoy the track Contact High that's on it. Uh, so we'll see if the rest of the album lives up to that. Pop artist Lady Hawk has a new album coming out called Time Flies. I've heard nothing from this. Uh, but I quite like Lady Hawk, so I might give it a go. I haven't really listened to much pop music this year, so it might be one to check out. Karen Paris is releasing an album called A Song Is Way Above The Lawn. Uh, I've read about this one, and it seems like it's kind of like a folk album aimed towards children. Um, so I guess it's kind of supposed to be more accessible for younger people who maybe wouldn't understand the vocabulary that's used a lot, a lot of the time in, you know, indie folk tracks. Artists aren't very forthcoming about what they actually mean. Uh, so yeah, this could be an album that appeals to lots of people, and that, that could be an interesting thing. A couple more. James Blake has a new record coming out called Friends That Break Your Heart, and Bad Bad Not Good have an album coming out called Talk Memory. So that's the upcoming releases coming out this week. 
and that's the end of the show thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed our autumn playlists i will make sure that the lists the track lists of each of them are in the description i probably should have put that at the top of the segment uh so yeah if you heard about anything you're interested in just swipe across or wherever the description is for you on your podcast service of choice uh which could be spotify apple podcast pocket casts anything you like you can get in contact with us by leaving us a review on that podcast service you can send us an email at unmutedunmastered at gmail.com or you can follow us on our social medias at unmutedweekly on twitter or unmutedunmastered on instagram to take it slow i do it's true <laughs> i feel like we need some like uh you know the kind of like tv like 70s porno music we need that playing oh, over no. that well you write you write background music what are oh, you just come on, on just trying to be genuinely right. like quite sincere but no obviously not we're gonna make it a joke now great maybe okay. will's already written some in the past well maybe it was maybe it wasn't though Japan.